Hey, Hope family. Hope you enjoyed your 4th of July weekend. And I guess some of you may still be on that 4th of July weekend if you got Monday off. But either way, we are not taking the day off. We are back in Romans and we are in Romans chapter 5. And I have titled this one, Glory in Sufferings. And I think it being 4th of July weekend kind of gives us a frame of reference for this. On the 4th of July, we celebrate our country's birthday. And on birthdays, whether it is your country's birthday or your birthday or someone else's birthday, we don't normally glory in our sufferings. We don't celebrate the bad moments. We are really looking fondly on the history of America. We are celebrating our lives. We are looking forward to a glorious future. And yet here in Romans 5, Paul tells us to do something that does not come naturally to us, to glory in our sufferings. In all of chapter 5, and I would encourage you to, to read through it, Paul gets into some pretty deep waters discussing Adam and Adam's sin being representative of all of humanity's sin, and then Jesus's sacrifice bringing life to all of us. There's plenty to chew on in the chapter, but you don't have to get into that Jesus is the new Adam part of the chapter before your wheels start spinning. So let's just read the first five verses. There Paul says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand, and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. We rejoice in our sufferings. I'm going to guess that throughout history, it has been difficult for most people to rejoice in their sufferings. And I say this as a caveat that I'm not dumping on us modern people as being more selfish or more suffering averse. I can, however, say through personal experience and observation that we do seem quite risk and suffering averse in our current cultural setting. In many cases, I'd say we do the exact opposite of what Paul suggests here. Instead of rejoicing or taking glory in our sufferings, we are ashamed of them. Both religious and non-religious people today believe in some form of prosperity gospel. We believe that if we are doing what we're supposed to do, if we're living right and trying hard, then you won't suffer. So when we see someone who is suffering, whether it's financially, physically, or emotionally, we attribute some level of shame to that. Somewhere, we believe it is the sufferer's fault, and if they did the right things, they would not be suffering. So how does Paul get to rejoice in our sufferings? How does, where does he come off telling us to do that? I think Paul's eyes are not set on the circumstances that brought about the suffering, on the suffering itself, but rather on what the suffering will produce. Suffering is the tool that God often uses to refine and strengthen our faith. Now, that statement can open up a can of worms. Is God the one who brings about our suffering? That could be problematic and troubling. And those questions are worth asking and worth answering, but maybe for another time. For sake of today's episode, regardless of how, why, or by whom suffering comes, are we willing to trust that God would use it for our long-term benefit? 
If I told you that you could have a life defined by impatience and inability to see things through and despair, or you could have a life defined by perseverance, character, and hope, which would you choose? It's a slam dunk, right? Well, Paul says that suffering produces perseverance in us, and perseverance produces character, and character produces hope. Because suffering is so loud, it can distract us from the truth of what Paul is saying. In fact, I don't think Paul's statement is a deep spiritual truth that he needed God to open his eyes to. I think it's just an observation on reality. When we suffer well, it can build up grit, determination, strength, and resolve. When we are able to go through difficult times, determined to press forward and continue doing what God has called us to do, we become people of character in all situations, good and bad. When we are people of character, our eyes are fixed on our hope in Jesus Christ to reconcile all things to himself and undo all the sad things of life. This hope, Paul says, will not disappoint us. The key to all of this is suffering well. How do we do that? Because suffering can produce hope in us. It can also crush us. Suffering can leave us jaded and cynical, drowning in despair. We must learn to suffer well. And this, I fear, is a lifelong journey. But it begins by recognizing where we stand. We are not at the mercy of cosmic whims, but by the grace of God, we stand before his throne at peace with the creator of the universe who has given us his spirit. Is your life characterized by perseverance, character, and hope? How are you suffering right now? And how can you view this as an opportunity for your faith to be strengthened and refined?